Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. All right, are you all ready for the Bible today? All right. Today's message is called Come Away, and I want to open up with a scripture in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 and 4. And um, I'm really excited to share this with you this morning, these scriptures. It's such a privilege. I don't know, the last couple months, I get, keep getting up and talking to you, and I keep thinking, it's just such a privilege to be able to share God's word with you. So thank you for the opportunity to do that. Isaiah 26, 3 says this. I'm going to read this in the New King James Version. You ever, you ever have like a verse that you just like it in a particular version? I love this verse in this version. Um, you will keep him in perfect peace. Would you say perfect peace? Any buyers out there? Anybody want? Yeah, yeah, buy. You will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. Amen? I mean, that is just good word right there. Amen? Let's take a moment. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for peace. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for who you are. God, I thank you that the peace, the wholeness that you offer us um, isn't the absence of strife or the absence of challenges or the absence of the reality around us. But God, it is your presence and your peace in our lives. And uh, God, we just are so honored to follow after you and to know you And Lord, I pray, would you just open up your word to our hearts today and let it produce amazing fruit. We have our hearts and our ears open to what you would say to us by your Holy Spirit, by your scripture. We thank you. Lord, I pray for the empowerment of your Holy Spirit, God, to share what's in your heart today. We love you and honor you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to be in, uh, start in Matthew chapter 14 today. In the beginning of Matthew chapter 14, there is a story that's really disheartening. It's the story of John the Baptist and how he was uh, in captivity under Herod and lost his life. Herod um, had his, hud- his head cut off, I mean, it was pretty gruesome. And John the Baptist is martyred, if you will. And in verse 13, it picks up with how Jesus responds to John the Baptist being killed. It says this in Matthew 14, 13. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew. It says he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed, he saw a large crowd. He had compassion on them. And healed their sick. Have you ever had that moment where you were trying to get away and you couldn't get away? Right? You're trying to withdraw, but you can't withdraw. Jesus, he responds to John the Baptist's death by withdrawing privately on a boat. A boat is a good strategy to withdrawing, right? To get to a solitary place. Um, I went fishing with Frank Wu today, which I'm just going to ask out Frank Wu today and say that Frank Wu has a bass boat. And he wants to take you fishing. So Frank, if you're watching today, 
you're welcome. Um, but so Frank was, took me fishing this week, and we were on the James River, and uh, James, he saw me with my phone, and he said, put that away. Because boats are for withdrawing, amen? <laughs> boats, boats are for withdrawing. And uh, he was, he, it was really good advice. I felt like the roles were switched and he was pastoring me. He's like, put that phone away, Pastor Mike. You know, it, Jesus thought he was going to be able to get away, but you, you can see this picture like it's cinematic, right? Jesus is get, gets on this boat. He's withdrawing to a solitary place like he's headed out. And the crowd is following him. Like, you can see him like running across the shore. Like, there goes Jesus. Like, let's keep up with Jesus. So when he arrives, there is, the, there is a crowd with Jesus. He's trying to get away. And you know how amazing is our Jesus? Instead of saying, y'all, stop. Y'all need to chillax. You need to back off. Give the Son of Man a little space, right? But no, he's, he has compassion on him. Don't you love that about Jesus? He has compassion on them. He heals their sick. Not only that, it's time to eat. And it was a great opportunity to send them all home. But he tells the disciples to feed them. And he takes these five loaves and two fish. And he does this miraculous feeding with these thousands of people when he could have sent them home. He not only met their needs uh, in healing and encouragement, but he met their needs physically and fed them. Man, Jesus is a good hero, is he not? Come on. But... The need, the need to withdraw makes a lot, all the sense in the world to us, doesn't it? Right? Like, John the Baptist has died. Uh, it's time to take some time. It's time to take a minute. That's where we're going with this today, this idea of come away. Like, taking a minute, taking a pause. When I visit my sister over in the UK, when her children were little, she has three children, the two older daughters and then a, their younger son. And um, in the UK, generally speaking, all the vehicles are smaller. Um, and, you know, the Lord has blessed us over here because, you know, if you get more than a couple kids here, everybody's buying a minivan, right? One of the blessings of a minivan is you just spread them all out, right? Like there's, like they, it's harder to touch each other. It's harder to antagonize each other. It's, but in the UK, generally speaking, the cars are just smaller. And the six of us would be in their car, right? The two parents, three kids, and us. And we would be driving, and the children would just be, be being children. They're not rotten. They're great children. They're my, ne- uh, my uh, nieces and nephew. They're perfect in all their ways. However, sometimes they start plucking on each other's nerves, and it gets loud in the car. And my sister has this phrase. She would say, five minutes apiece. And everybody in the car would go quiet for five minutes. And I thought, oh, this is wisdom right here. I didn't even know you could do that. We would be driving along and I, you know, things would get loud and I'm like, whoo, we're rocking and rolling now, you know, in this little car and five minutes of peace. And, you know, so far in this story, Jesus has not gotten, has not had his five minutes of peace. He's trying to get away to that solitary place, but he hasn't arrived. So once the meal is over, in chapter 14, verse 22, it says this, immediately Jesus made the disciples get in the boat. Do you feel, do you feel the directiveness of this? Like Jesus is in charge. He makes them get in the boat 
and go ahead of them on the other side, and he dismissed the crowd. I wonder if they were thinking, so how are you getting back, right? And Jesus is like, I got a plan, you know. He's just going to walk on water, right? Verse 23, he had dismissed them. He, um, talking about the crowd, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. You know, mountains are a good place to get away too. Elizabeth and I have been doing some hiking in the Shenandoah, and uh, it's amazing how few people are in the woods. Um, it's a little eerie at times, it's, but it's really awesome. Like, there's, there's so few, you can get away in the mountains. Um, Jesus, he responded to the demands of the crowd, right, with grace and the immediate need, but he went right back to plan A, which was, um, I, need to, I need to take some time here. And, you know, some of us are always responding to the needs of the crowd, the needs of the boss, the needs of the job, the needs of my family. The tyranny of the urgent can keep us from ever getting away, from ever taking time. What I love about this story is there's just this both kind of thing going, right? Jesus needs to get away, yes. He does actually take care of the needs going on, but he just gets even more directive when he takes care of those needs and he does it with such grace. You know, you don't get this feeling like Jesus is like, I am so over y'all, give me some space. Like, he's, he's just so good with it and he's, he's really loving people. But he goes right back to the fact that he's got to get away. I gotta tell you, if Jesus needs to get away and pray, y'all, we need to get away and pray, right? If Jesus needs to get away and pray, we need to get away and pray. I feel like I could say that 10 times. Sometimes we never get back to the plan. We never get away with God. We never come away with Him. Man, if, if Jesus needs it, don't we, right? But we don't get away to just escape. It's not simply to isolate. It's not to get away so that we can wallow. It's not so that we can get away and stay in the pain. It's not so that we can get away and calculate how hard our life is or how wrong it is and, or how, all those kind of things. And there may be even some truth in that. But it's to get away with the Father. See, Jesus hadn't finished what he was doing till he got away with the Father until he actually got time away with the Father. Man, the gift of prayer, the gift of two-way conversation. Did you hear that too? Two-way conversation with God where you can just pour out your heart to him and he can take it, he can hear it, he can receive it, and then you can just be quiet and just let him speak to you through the Word, through His Holy Spirit, through thoughts that are smarter than you, that, so th through all the ways that He likes to impress His thoughts into your life. You know, Jesus had this practice, this practice of getting away. Like, this isn't the first time He was like, hmm, maybe I should go pray. Like, this was like a regular operating procedure for Jesus. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. 
Uh, I just want to encourage you all with families, with kids, with, you know, with a lot of people around you. Sometimes it is harder to find that quiet place, right? I'm wondering if Jesus with the disciples and with the, everybody who travels with him and goes around with him, I wonder if early in the morning while it was still dark, he finds that maybe that's when Jesus can get away. Maybe, maybe there's all, you know, people are always, you know, following him, the paparazzi, right? You know, they're just like always with him, you know, tweeting his whereabouts and telling people where he is. Like Jesus kind of had a life where people wanted to know where he was. But the priority of getting away with his father is something that we can learn so much from. I want to ask you today, what is your practice? When it, one of the ways that it's described is spiritual disciplines. Um, it, it's not spiritual disciplines like like the harshness of it. It's a spiritual discipline like it happens over and over and over and over again. Your, your discipline of, of prayer, your, your pattern of worship, your pattern of the word, your, your pattern of just taking time to listen to the Lord. And I want to ask you, where is your solitary place? Some have a hard time being alone. And I want to tell you today that if you have a hard time being alone, I, want to, I just want to share, when you go to be with the Father, you are not alone. You're not alone. There's something about experiencing God in those solitary places, in those alone, alone places. And this is not an or, this isn't, you know, we don't need life group, we don't need each other, we don't need to talk about Jesus around the table, we don't need to, no, 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 this is, the, this is an and. We, there's something about getting away with him. My, my, a couple of my places are my couch when it's cold out in the morning. I've got one of these like L-shaped couches and I, I sit on the shea and I just, that's, that's my spot. I've got my, my iPad, my phone, my notebook, my pen. I've got the speaker on Bluetooth so it talks to my iPad. And like, I've got my, like, my little setup. It becomes my little solitary office. In the, you know. And when it gets warm out like this, now I, go out to the, I start going out to the front porch. And I get to hear those birds that God created. Man, he is so good. He's so good. We just put a swing on our front porch. Elizabeth's been asking for a while, and I didn't want a swing. <laughs> Silly Mike. I really like it. We were out there this morning. I was late to prayer this morning because we went and sat on the swing for five minutes. I'm texting the team. Sorry, I'm late for prayer. We were on the swing. Dilly-daddling. Um, have your solitary place. Develop those prayer, worship, that, that, that time in listening to him. Jesus 5, excuse me, Jesus 519. That would be a great book of the Bible, John. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. John 519 says this. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly I tell you, the Son of Man can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. I've often referred to this, rever this phrase, Jesus only does what he sees the Father doing. 
man, there's something so valuable about just seeking God for guidance and, and let's join in with what God is doing. It's so easy in life to do what's next and to do whatever's demanded. And some of us, because of the pattern of our life, there's always a demand. And we think we can't turn it off. We think we can't say no. But I want to tell you, you're the only one who can. You're the only one who has that authority, truly, over your life and schedule. It's not, I don't have time, we make time. We, we, we make decisions and take authority over our schedule. Our schedule does not have authority over us. I'm not neglecting the fact that we have demands and responsibilities and things like that, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you're actually the one responsible for your own time. Amen? And so we have to take authority over that and say, you know what, by golly, he's worth it, and I'm going to carve out that, that place for him. The son can do nothing by himself. Do you feel like you're doing some things by yourself? I just want you to know today, you don't have to feel that way. We do not have to do things on our own. We can do them in Christ. We can do them with his strength. Um, you don't have to run on empty. You know, this, this picture of, um, of us going through life, and I think this, the scripture, our main scripture today, where Jesus has ex- experienced a, a, a loss, a death of John the Baptist, and he needs to get away to a solitary place in prayer. Um, it makes me think about, like, in life, you know, we all have stuff that we carry, it's one of my old backpacks. I love backpacks. This is a super light backpack that I used for years. And um, this backpack is, is nice and light and that kind of thing. But, you know, when we go through life, um, stuff happens that puts weight on us, right? Learning that John the Baptist passed away, that's a heavy thing, right? And it goes, if you will, it went into Jesus' backpack, Right? And while Jesus was ministering to that crowd, if you will, the weight is still there, right? And this is what happens in life, and and we know that when it happens. Maybe something heavy happens, something's going on in a relationship or something in your life, and then you got to go to work, you got to fix dinner, or you got to do the next thing, and you know that the weight is there. And you know, in life, we've got heavy weights, and we have um, other weights that may, they're seemingly small. You know, this interaction wasn't quite, quite right. I'm, I'm kind of feeling insecure in this area. I'm a little fearful over here. And we just have these little these things, right? And they just begin to pile up in, in our backpack of life. And I got to tell you, the whole purpose, not the whole purpose, one of the greatest things about coming away, one of the greatest things about getting to that solitary place. One of the great things about going to that quiet place is that you give the Father an opportunity to get some stuff out of your backpack. Because life has a way of accumulating, right? But God doesn't want you to um, travel heavy. He wants to travel light, you to travel light. There's something about time with God 
and honesty with God and bringing things before the Lord where he takes the heavy things that are in your pack and he just starts taking them out. And that's why the discipline, the the pattern, when I say discipline, I mean like the developed pattern in our life of just time with him and coming away with him gives us these opportunities for God to just put his finger on things and just graciously reach his hand into your pack and start to unload it. And I got to tell you, this thing feels so much lighter when God's hand is in there regularly taking stuff out. But some of us were traveling so heavy. And we're thinking, when did life get so heavy? Maybe, maybe, and you're, you go, what's the thing? What's that one thing? And you know what? It might not be one thing. It may be an accumulation. Always being, always things going in and not enough things coming out. Here's the other reason why um, these times away, this solitary place is such an important thing in our life. It's because it's not just weights that get put in our backpack. This is my homemade kryptonite. It's green. It is green paint on a rock, if you're curious. Um, you can't actually buy kryptonite. However, you can spell check kryptonite. It is with a K, just in case. Isn't that interesting? It's not even real, but you can spell check it. I find that fascinating. Just one more correction in my life. Um, the thing is, there are times where what gets dropped in your pack is deadly. Right? Unforgiveness. Secret sin. Things that are just eating away. But man, I tell you what, your heavenly Father is so gracious and He's so kind. And in those moments, you can come before him and he begins to reach in and he, and he begins to say, hey, where'd this come from? You go, well, you know, that person or that interaction and I'm just, you know, they really hurt me, Jesus. You say, yeah, but I want you to forgive them. Yeah, I want you to release it. Yeah, you see, the thing is, is it's killing you, Mike. It's going to kill you. You've got, this has got to come out of your back. Like, you can't walk around with this in you. It's killing you. Sometimes we think of just weights, and weights are heavy, and weights are burdensome, and they have their own weight, but sometimes things are deadly that we're carrying around, right? And God, He is for you, and He loves you. He came to give you life and life to the full, and He doesn't want you to travel light just to be easy life, because life isn't easy. He wants you to travel light because He wants you to be able to travel strong, but He also wants to make sure that you're traveling healthy that your spirit is healthy and what's going in you is healthy, that you're not getting this radiation from some kind of foreign thing in your life that is destroying you. And he is so good, but just time with him and his word. I love this about Jesus in the scripture because it's like, it's like he has this moment where he, he realizes, I have to get away now. And we need to recognize that. Sometimes we're waiting you know, we're waiting. Well, I guess I'll wait till I get to church on Sunday. That's when I typically unload my rocks. This is a great place to, to unload your rocks, but it's even more fun if you unload some before you get here. Because then it's like, what's next, right? But this process of just getting to unload is so important. You know, when I was writing this message, and I, I kind of landed on this place, and I'm having this conversation, it's just kind of like, Lord put on my heart, it's like, and then 
Psalm 23 just makes all the sense in the world to us, doesn't it? Let me read it to you. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Some of us are not giving ourselves permission for green pastures and quiet waters. And yet he's leading you to them. Don't take that authority away from him. Let him take you to those places. And what we'll do is we'll lie to ourselves and say, yeah, but I need to. You need to just strike from butt on. (laughs) I just like the way that landed. Um, And just let him lead you to quiet waters, to green pastures. He refreshes my soul. And that's, that's what this is about. This is about soul weight. Real things in real life that God is so good at reaching inside of you and taking care of. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Here's the thing. We serve God, we worship God, we follow Him. Like the, the, the way this leans is we are His and we are owned by His, but did you but owned by Him, but did you know that He wants to take care of you too? He wants to prepare a table before you. He wants to take care of you as well. And that's okay. Let him. Let him take care of you. He's really good at it. Then verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here's the thing. Today, as we're closing, I want to do two things. One, I want to pray for you that if you have some rocks in your pack, Let's just pull them out, right? Let's pull them out. But here's the thing. We're going to pray that way. We're going to seek the Lord that way. But if you let what God is sharing through his word to us today stop at there, you've missed it, right? A meaner pastor would say, go home and do it. (laughs) But I'm not that guy. But do you hear me? Like, God wants to unload your pack God wants to take care of your soul. He cares about what you're going through, whether you're at home or whether you're in the building today. He cares about it, but you've got to have that solitary place. And by golly, I don't care what the excuse is, do not let anything keep you from getting to that place with Him. Be feisty about it. Be passionate about it. Because He's so good with the rocks that are in your pack. And he wants you to be able to travel lighter. Would you stand with me this morning? And I want to I pray for you at home and pray for you here today. And I just want to say, God, may we have just such a grace and a wisdom. It's almost like an indicator light on your dashboard that goes, come away. 
instead of check engine, it's come away. It's time for me to come away. Some of you are intimidated about what to do. Don't worry about it. Don't let the enemy make you feel condemned or awkward. Just do it. He's waiting there for you. Just make it the most natural thing in the world, spending time with your father. You know why? Because you're created for it. Nothing has to happen. Like, no special thing needs to happen. You just go there and be with him and trust him to work in you. Father, we, we come before you today. And Jesus, we're so impressed by you in this story. In the midst of all these larger conversations of John the Baptist passing away and all these thousands of people like who need healing and need to be fed and all of that. In the midst of all of that, Jesus, the time you spent with the Father. God, help us to learn from that today. Help us to receive from that today. God, I pray for those today, they feel like their backpack is full. But God, you are so strong. You are so strong. And I just pray with great grace, with your presence, and with your love, God, that there'll just be an encounter with you. And God, it doesn't even have to be an inventory of the rocks. Because when you reach your hand in, and you begin to remove the weight, you're just so good at it. Tell us what we need to hear. Lead us and guide us in the paths of life. But God, we come before you and we just say, Lord, you are the caretaker of our souls, our minds and our spirits. And you're so good at it. I thank you, God, that you don't condemn us as we come. You don't say, boy, that backpack looks heavy. But Lord, you, with grace and love, you lead us beside quiet waters. You restore our souls. And we thank you. And Lord, I pray that as we develop that place, God, that we could arise with a strength, with an empowerment, and with a health that is based on what you're doing in us. And I pray that in those moments, we want to see what you're doing and follow after. Just like Jesus said, I only do what the, I see the Father doing. God, we're really like, we want to know. What are you doing? We want to join you in that. Instead of just asking you to join us. We, we want to we join you in what you're doing. Oh, we love you. Lord, I pray, let your power and your grace and your presence just sweep across your people, God, and bring a freedom and a grace. Let there be a confidence about your presence and a confidence about coming away that, Lord, we're wanted there, we're desired there, that uh, you're not, we're not coming away to be shamed or to be condemned. We're coming away to be with you and to hear from you. And like the verse we quoted last week from Romans 8, neither height nor depth nor angels nor demons nor anything in this time or the time to come can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. We thank you for that and we worship you. We love you today.
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.